0: Hey y'all, we are Megan and Ashley, and you are listening to The Connected Life, a podcast from Connection Point Church. At Connection Point Church, we believe that being a disciple of Christ isn't about what you do, but investing in three key relationships. So, we
1: believe that if we are faithfully and intentionally pursuing our relationship with the Lord, our relationship with ourselves and who God says we are, and our relationship with others, we will grow as a follower
0: and disciple of Christ. Yep, here we hope that you will find encouragement from regular people just like you who are on a journey from where they are to where God wants them to be. Hey friends, thanks for coming back for our third episode. Um, Today we are going to start off with hearing about what the Lord has been teaching Ashley recently, a truth that she's been holding on to. Um, And then we will be having a conversation about why we need each other, both for our own personal growth and as well as um, for the growth of the kingdom. Um, And so I am so excited to ask, last week I got to share something that the Lord has been teaching me and a truth that I cling to often, Um, and today I get to ask my dear friend Ashley a truth that she's been clinging to. So Ashley, I would love to know what the Lord has been teaching you lately or something that you've been clinging to right now in this season.
1: So previously I'd mentioned how I, in my time with the Lord I'm reading through the Gospels, and um, I came to this story a few weeks ago, and it's a story I've heard before. But it's in Mark five, and there's a ruler whose daughter had died, and um, the people they come to Jesus, and they're like, you know, why did why did this happen? They're they're obviously they're very upset,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Jesus says, um, and this is five, this is the end of verse thirty six. He says, "Do not fear, only believe," um, and then he it says he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James um, it, Peter and James and John the brother of James and so what Jesus does he's going into the home and he puts the unbelieving crowd outside because he knows that they're going to be a distraction um, it says they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and Jesus saw a commotion people weeping and wailing um, and when he heard him he said why are you making a commotion and weeping the child is not dead but sleeping Um and they laughed to him, I and mean, he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in there with where the child where the child was. And so he's taking the people that are closest to this little girl, and he's taking um, his closest, you know, his disciples. Yeah. And, he, and it says in verse 41, taking her by the hand, he said to her, and I'm going to, I've looked, I Googled all the <laughs> pronunciations of this, and they're all different, so forgive me. But he says, Talitha Kumi, which means little girl, I say to you, arise, and immediately the girl got up and began walking. And I read this and just that where he says, little girl, I say to you, arise. And I think back to just times in my life where life has been hard Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm like laid out, you know, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Um, I can't deal with this anymore. Jesus, where are you? Um, And to know that like in that moment, and I have felt that, in a very real way where I felt like Jesus grabs my hand and he says, little girl arise and I can get up and walk. I can walk away from, um, whatever it is that I'm, that I'm dealing with knowing, you know, that the hard thing, you know, the girl still like, she still was dead. You know, there's no, you can't deny that. Um, but she is walking away hand-in-hand hand with Jesus Christ. And yeah. that's, like, I have that opportunity. I have that. that is That happens with me. Mm-hmm. I, I have the opportunity every day to walk hand-in-hand hand with Jesus Christ, the Lord of the world, who looks at me and says, Little girl, arise. Mm-hmm. Just to know that he, he um, fondly looks at me— like we talked about before, he delights in me enough yeah. to say, little girl, like when I'm talking to to my little girls, you know, I, it's like, I think of, I wrap them up in my arms and just, you know, they're, they're they've fallen and scraped their knee and I just wrap them up and say, oh, you know, I would say, oh, sweet baby or, you know, something like that. And that's yeah. what Jesus does. Little girl, arise, yeah. arise. Like you are not destined for this. You are not destined for where you're stuck. You are not destined for where you're dead. You are not destined for the, all this bad that's going on around you. Arise. Hold my hand. We got this. Yeah. And so just, and I, I joked with my dad who listens to the podcast, so please don't judge me, dad, when I say this, but <laughs> that's what I want to get my next tattoo is to just little girl arise, Yeah. to just know, because there's going to be another time where I'm down, yeah. where I'm out. I'm, you know, Jesus... You said you were real. You said you could handle this. And he's going to scoop up and say,
0: little girl, arise. And I just want to be reminded of that every day. Yeah, man, I love that. I think that that is such a beautiful picture of how Jesus cares for us. And there's a song, I sent it to you recently, but there's a song by Stephanie Gretzinger that I've been, has been on repeat lately for Mm -hmm. me that the, the title of it is no one has ever cared for me like Jesus. And it's just, it's that same idea of that picture of there is no one in our lives that cares for us as deeply or as, as perfectly as Jesus does, that he reaches down his hand or, or opens his arms and Mm -hmm. grabs us and wraps us up in it. Um, and 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 says arise, and that yes. we can, like you said, we can walk holding his hand. I mean, it's not tangible, and, right. and we know that it's not a tangible feeling, but that his presence is real, um, sure. and that he he's just with us in all of those 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 moments. Um, but I just love that, that no one no one has ever cared for us like Jesus says. And man, I hope that that is. I love that that is true for you, Ashley. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is a truth that. I have felt as well, mm-hmm. um, and I just really hope that that is something that all these listeners
1: yes, please, feel yeah. at
0: some point, too. Like, maybe you need to go look at that that passage that Ashley just talked about and and read that story for yourself and, and ask, like, Jesus, when have you reached out your hand to help me? Yes. Um, and if you haven't experienced that, ask him for it. Yes. Ask him for it, right? I mean, how else would you encourage?
1: Yeah, I... Like I I think that there are, especially given just the, the situation in the world right now, you know, like we talked about with Becca, there's coming out of this COVID-19 stuff, there's going to be a lot, of, um, a lot more anxiety and a lot yeah. more depression and just a lot of trauma yeah. that, that's going to you know, spring up beca- from this. And I would just encourage you, like, if that's where you are, if you are laid out on that mat, or if you know someone else who is, you know someone else that is laid out on that mat, Tell them that there is a savior that will, that wants to reach down and say, "Arise, arise, little boy, little girl, my son, my daughter, arise." And and if you are there, like all you have to do is just call out to him. These people, they they pursued Jesus. You know, they said, "Jesus, come, come here." You yeah. know, and it's no. So and Jesus they knew, knew he could heal them. Yes, yes, yeah. and Jesus knew that this was going on. Right, yeah. he wasn't like, "Oh, wait, what? She died? <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen." Um, and so when we're laid out on that mat, yeah. Jesus, like, it, he's, he is not hidden in the closet.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, he, he's, he's right there. Yeah. Sometimes it just takes us recognizing that he's right there and yeah. listening, like stopping and listening mm-hmm. for that truth. And so that's, that's just my encouragement. If, if you are on the mat or, or, if, or if you know someone else that is just that is laid out, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they would rather be dead yeah. than what, with what they're dealing with. Tell them, hey, Jesus is telling you, little girl, little boy, arise. Okay, so now we're gonna talk about our relationship with ourselves and how we have grown through Connect Groups here at Connection Point. So, Megan, first off, just um, tell me. I mean, I know, obviously, but just tell the rest of us, um, what has been your experience in connect groups here at CPC?
0: Yeah, so our connect groups are like small groups or life groups that you might find other places. Um, They're just for us to gather in homes throughout the week um, to dig into God's Word together. It could be we've had seasons where we have um, talked about the, um, the sermon or done sermon questions or have done Bible passages and we and we ask specific questions about what we've read. Um, we've done some different right now media studies um, or book studies. Um, at one point, Ashley and I were both in charge of the connect groups <laughs> at CPS Like so long ago. Um, yeah, but so our church has been around for ten years and we've had small or connect groups for the majority of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Joey and I've been a part of and have led several different groups over the course of the 10 years. And, um, you know, we have been in groups with people a lot of most of the time it's people the same age as us and a lot in the same stage of life. Um, at one point we led a group of, um, college age kids, Joey and I, and so we had college age kids in our class, our class, (laughs) it wasn't a class. (laughs) We were not teachers, um, but in our connect group. And then for a season we led the, the high school ministry, um, but it just has always looked really different. But mm-hmm. right now, our experience is we have um, just different people in different stages of life. Like ours is pretty diverse. Mm-hmm. And we've got some single, single girls, married um, people, some with children, some without, some with children who are grown, a lot with littles. <laughs> we have a lot of little children in our group. But, um, and so it's just been really sweet to do life with people um, in this way. So yeah. Ashley, tell me about what, I mean, what has been your experience with Connect Groups. Um,
1: so Chase and I have, we've led some, we've led a couple groups, um, and we've led groups that are of the same age. And then we've had some, um, older couples, you know, and I just say that people that are a little older than us
0: right that have been in our group. They're not old, um, they're yes. just
1: older than you. Right, exactly. Um, like we've talked about before, we recently led a re-engage group, um, but then we've also just been a what do you say like a member of a group too we haven't let we know we weren't the leaders um but we were just a part of a group and and we've been a part of groups like you said that are we were all pretty much the same age at the time I think we were all like you know fairly newly married some people were starting to have their first kids um but then we've also been in groups where like we were in one group where we were the youngest couple um and we had, you know, we we there was a um, an older like widow in our group, and then there was a quite a few older couples that their kids were out of the house. Yeah. Um. And then we've just, I mean, I feel like we've had a just a big range of yeah. of experience. And that that now that sounds like we like skip groups a lot. Right. I mean, <laughs> it for me too. <laughs> but I think a lot of it is like we lead a group, and then like for whatever reason that group, you know, whether like reengage, you know, there's an obvious end to that, and so then we step into another group or. You know, maybe it's a, you know, there's just different situations where we have to, you know, it's not like we're like, peace out. We don't like you anymore. (laughs) Right.
0: Well, we're a smaller church and we, as you know, when we were leading connect groups, we know there is no magic formula for doing life with other people. I mean, there's just, we are all broken and in need of a savior. And so to do life together is hard and to do it in a way that is, um, has the depth of relationships where you can be vulnerable and authentic with each other, right. but also is not exclusive mm-hmm. in the size of church that we are, it was really difficult, is yeah. really difficult. And so yeah. we're still, I think as a church, I mean, Ashley and I are not in that role of leading connect groups anymore, but I just know as a church, it is a, you know, we continue to, to mold and shape to what our body, our current body needs. Right. Um, and, and I so, think like when Chase and I
1: first started leading a group, I, we, and I think this just shows our immaturity. We were very concerned with like who was in our, who would sign up for our group yeah. or how big was our group going to be? And I think particularly with the church, our size and, and just with um, being a smaller church and especially then we were, you know, even smaller Then you like, you literally knew everybody, Yeah. you know? Um. And so it almost felt like connect groups were like a popularity thing. Yeah. And, and, Whoever had the bigger group, oh, they were more, you know, people liked them more. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have found that the groups that I um, get the most out of, whether it's, whether leading or particularly being a a participant, um, and then I'll say like that, that feeling of like the popularity thing, like it, that went away, right? Like we, we finally realized like, that's not what these, (laughs) that's not what the purpose of these groups. Yeah. but the groups that I get them that I have gotten the most out of are that like the multi-generational groups. Um, there is, there's, I enjoy, most of our friends are the same age as us. Same, you know, a, a lot of them are the same life stage. Um, and there is something about like rallying together, like, we're all having kids that are, you know, we're all potty training, or yeah. we're all sending kids off to school, and what's, you know, yeah. And and there's there's a rally cry to that, like a camaraderie. Mm-hmm. But there is such wisdom that we have found, at least in in being in a group and building, and by being in a connect group with people of that are older, mm-hmm. you build a relationship with them. And so when yeah. things get hard, like I mean, just to be totally honest, there was a time a few years ago where Chase and I were. Um, our, I think it was when we first maybe started fostering and, and that put a lot of strain on our marriage. Yeah. And we went to another couple that they were the leader couple of our group, of our connect group at the time. And we just went to them and said like, how have you stayed married for 20 something years? Yeah. How did you do this? How did you make it work? And we would have dinner at their house and they would just speak truth to us and encourage us and just say like, Hey, like, Starting off as a parent is hard. Like you're yeah. not you're not a total failure. Yeah, you know. But but there was such um man, we got so much out of those groups, and and because we were able to form that kind of relationship with people.
0: Yeah. So with that being said, I mean, you kind of answered this question, but how do you feel like you have grown the most yourself? Right. Being a part of a Connect group. I think just realizing
1: that. I think originally I thought I need to be in a connect group with people that are just like me because that'll be the most fun. Right. And we'll have the most to talk about. But I realized that when I am in a group with people that are not like me, maybe they're older, yeah. maybe they are not married, maybe they don't have kids or, you know, at the time we did, you know, for a long time, we didn't have kids and everybody yeah. else did. Um, or what, When they're if they're in a different life stage or just a different situation, I learned so much Yeah by being in a group with people that are not like me because they have a different perspective of the world. They have, you know, they see characteristics of Jesus that I may not. Right. And they, um, they may have a need, they may have needs that I don't have.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it, it, I feel like it has made me a more well-rounded person, a more well-rounded believer. Yeah. When I, um, am sharpened, you know, like scripture says, I am really sharpened by people that are not like me. Yes. And and there is, and, and that's, that's, sometimes that's not pretty, right? Yeah, sometimes it, it means yeah. you have awkward conversations. Yeah. Or you, like you have to ask awkward questions because maybe they're going through something that you have, you know, I have no idea what it's like to send a kid off to college. Right. But when they're talking about that in connect group, mm-hmm. I may have to ask a hard question of like, why is that so hard? I would think you'd be happy, you know, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> but but I I gained so much from yeah, that, and yeah. you know, Lord willing, I hope they do too. <laughs> I right, hope they I do. Can say the same do. thing about us. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm sure that they do.
1: But I mean, what about you? What have you like? What have you learned about being in a connect group or by yeah. leading a connect group?
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, we have been a part of a lot of different groups, you know, that we've led um, or been a part of, and. I think the thing that if I think about one big thing that I have learned, um, and I think even our church has learned <laughs> over yeah. the, over time, has just been the power of caring for one another mm-hmm. um, and showing up for each other. And so with that, like that we're all, you know, walking different roads and in different, in different places and um, having different perspectives that we can experience different things. I mean, we experience life really differently. Right. And so to have those, those, those perspectives, to open our eyes mm-hmm. to more of who God is and the way um, that God works in the world. Right. Um, and then just also the what it looks like to care for each other and to yeah. show up for each other and to sit with people when they're, when they're hurting and to, um, to bring a meal. I mean, I just think our church has gotten so much better at – at showing up, mm-hmm. you know, when people are hurting and, and we've got that meal train thing down yeah. um, and and just knowing how to care for each other and pray for each other. And right. so it just feels really sweet. I feel like that's the thing that I've learned most about myself. Um, I would love to be a person who, I mean, I'm talking right now to an Enneagram too, that this is like God has designed you to help others when they're in need. And that is something that he is building in me mm-hmm. through connect groups. And I'm so thankful for that because it's not my natural my natural instinct. You right. know, if you're going through something hard, I will take you to do something fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to do. But to, to learn how to show up and to care and to actually meet your needs in the midst of, of your hurting, I just feel like God has grown that so much in me. Through doing life with other people that's good
1: that's good and so we would just encourage you you guys that are listening um if you attend connection point or if if you attend another church like yeah. get involved in in whatever their connect group whatever it's called or whatever it looks like but If you are a part of Connection Point and and you want to be a part of these kind of relationships, you want to have the kind of relationships where you have a need and someone's going to meet it, Mm -hmm. or you want someone to speak wisdom and truth to you, um, or you just want people to just check on you, like to check on you. You know that there's going to be a time every week where people are going to look at you in the eye. Maybe right now it's over Zoom, but they're going to just look at you and say, how are you doing? Um, If you want that, like comment or, or you can check out um, the website. We would love to help you get connected to a connect group
0: so that people can truly care for you in this yeah. time. So our website is connectionpoint.life. And so if you're interested in finding a group or getting more information, you can check us out at connectionpoint.life.
1: So the last thing that we want to talk about today is loving others. And in particular, we want to discuss someone in our lives who we have seen love other people well, whether they've loved us well, or maybe we've watched as as they have loved other people well. Um, And so Megan, I just want to start off asking you, who have you seen that has loved other people well? And what about that person stands out to you?
0: Yeah, when I think about someone who has loved others well, the first person that comes to my mind is my Grammy. And so she um, she passed away a few years ago. She's with Jesus, dancing with Jesus. Um, and I guarantee you that's what she's doing, <laughs> dancing with Jesus. Um, but, it, I mean, she, you know, I got to live, I lived in Michigan for five years, and that's where her and my papa lived. Um, and even one of those years we lived with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but just... What I saw in my Grammy was um, she loved hosting. She loved having people in her home and um, even just recently hearing stories, you know, when she passed away, we just got to share lots of different stories about her life and her and my papa both, they um, were a part of a church plant Mm -hmm. um, that my uncle and my dad pastored and people would come in the door of the church and they'd be, it'd be a first time guest mm-hmm. and they would almost immediately be invited to Gary and Ellis' home <laughs> for for lunch. And so, um, and I love that. Like they were yeah. just so intentional about opening their home and bringing people in to feed them, to care for them, to meet their needs. Um, my Grammy hosted, I mean, she hosted so many Bible studies in her basement and mm-hmm. just had a love for God's word and wanted people to know it. And so she taught, God's word to um, to the people who come in, who came into her home and then yeah. I mean our family lived with them for a year but I know there are lots of other people who they they allowed to live with oh, wow. them for different seasons um, missionaries would come and stay in their home um, and so just I just saw her loving people well not in a way that just was like screamed yeah. from the rooftops but was just about opening the door to her home mm-hmm. and letting people in. Um, and so I just, I feel like she loved people so well.
1: Yeah, man, like, what, a, what an awesome, what, like, what a simple thing, but what an awesome legacy yeah. that she's left, and so what about what she did do you want to carry on, or that, do you want to emulate? What do you yeah. want to bring into your, your own life? Yeah,
0: well, I mean, I just, it, it makes me want to invite people into my home, honestly, like, I want to, um, I love having people over for dinner, and it, You know, I I look at how she did it and I wonder, and I wish I could talk to her about it because I wonder if she felt stressed about it at all, if it made her uncomfortable, you know? I mean, I think you do something enough times you open your home enough your door enough times you you get more comfortable with it and so i love having people in our home but i really care about their experience and so sometimes that can make me feel really stressed out yeah. like i'm like are you having a good time yeah. do you like they're <laughs> not laughing enough <laughs> <laughs> is this okay for you and so just that i mean i really do think that she did it out of a love for the lord and mm-hmm. wanting people to experience god's goodness to them and so um I mean that's that's what I want and and it's hard right now cuz we're in a season where we can't have people in our home but when it's lifted or I don't know I mean we can have smaller gatherings <laughs> which I think we're headed there. Um I do I want to have people over for for meals and just to be in our in my home with me yeah. and let them know that they are loved and cared for. Um so yeah. yeah tell me about someone in your life that you that has shown you has loved others well and has loved you well.
1: You know it's interesting because the person that I'm going to talk about it was again it was something that like looking back it seems so simple what she did but after so after I graduated from college I lived in Commerce and I um work at worked at the Baptist Student Ministry yeah at Texas A and M Commerce and but I went to church in Silver Springs um I went to church at First Baptist Silver Springs which is a, a is a pretty large church is particularly for that area
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um but there's not a lot of like. Single people that moved to Sulphur Springs, right? So I've, I kind of like stuck out. Yeah. Um, and they had like a young singles, cl- you know, Sunday school class or whatever. But I remember I, w- I went for a couple weeks and there were, and of course, as a traditional Baptist church, there was always the turn and greet your neighbor time yeah. in the service, you know. Yes. And everybody did that and they were very kind. And the piano plays. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and everybody was very kind. Um, but I never, like, Nobody really was very intentional, and I I wasn't like – I was like, I get it, you know. Yeah. They're probably thinking that I'm in from out of town because, again, not a lot of young single people move to that area. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so – but there was one lady, and her name was Carmen, and after two or three weeks, she came up to me, and she had grown kids, and she, I think she, her youngest son was maybe still in um, high school, and she just approached me and just said, you know, I've seen you here um, – did you just move to the area and just, you know, casually engage in a conversation with me? And over time, she was like, hey, why don't you come sing in the choir? You can come, come sit next to me. That's and awesome. so I would sit next to her in choir, and then it would be, why don't you come over to our house after, you know, after church for lunch? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, she just included me in yeah. into her family, and um, it was such a sweet time, because and again, being a traditional Baptist church, they have Sunday night service, and yeah. After Sunday night service, like there were a few core families and they would always go out to eat dinner afterwards. Yeah. And it just became, Ashley, are you coming with us? You know, I Ashley. Like and, and I built like some lifelong friends there, you know, like Brittany Thomas, that's where I met her. Mm-hmm. um, And, and it was just, but all she did was she just invited me along to what she was doing. Yeah. You know, it, she didn't like say, Hey, let's have coffee every Tuesday night at 7 <laughs> yes. PM. Yeah. You know, it was just, Hey, come along with us. And yeah. But it meant so much to me. And, and during that time while I lived there, I, I um, experienced a pretty hard loss in my life. I lost someone very dear to me. And, um, man, she rallied. And, and it was shortly after I moved there, too. She rallied that church and, like, the people in the choir to, like, love me well yeah. in that. Um, but, it, like, if I – there's no doubt that if I had not met Carmen Holland – at first battle of Silver Springs, like my time there would be a hundred percent different than yeah. what it was. And I look back on like I drive through Silver Springs now and I'm like, I just love this town, I love these people, you know, but it's because yeah. of her, it's yeah. because of her.
0: Um, yeah. so man, I love that it was and it, I mean, just similar to my groomie, yeah. like just this very simple act of inclusion, of inviting right. people in, of just letting, like, saying, hey, come be a part of my life with me. Yes. I mean, because that's the thing. We just want to feel wanted. Yes. And so for someone to be the hands and feet of Jesus and literally, like, just bring us in right. and make us feel wanted is such a gift. So how do you, I mean, you know, now that you've experienced yeah. Carmen, how do you want to emulate that in your own life as you love other people?
1: I, it's made me want to be a lot more observant um, and just aware of, like, when I walk into church on a Sunday morning – who is who is new and who yeah. may be sitting by themselves yeah. and engage with that person. Um, but the the biggest thing is to just, it doesn't, me loving other people or me even discipling, because I would say, she would never say that she discipled me. Yeah. But I 100% believe, I learned so much about being a wife, about being a mom, about yeah. being a woman who is passionate about Jesus yeah. from her, from yeah. just watching her. Yeah. And, and. It, so it taught me that like discipling somebody or just loving somebody doesn't mean let's sit down and do a Bible study yeah. every Wednesday night. But it's a, hey, come along with me. Hey, yeah. I've got to go run an errand. Do you want to come with me? Yeah. Hey, I'm in town for a meeting. Do you want to meet for lunch? Yeah. Um, and so it's it has and and Chase and I we have tried obviously with this quarantine stuff going on it's that's you know <laughs> throwing a wrench in it, but we've tried to be intentional about. Just inviting people over in our, our, you know, our house and our lives are chaos a yeah. lot, and in, but inviting people <laughs> <too>. into it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But just inviting people in and saying like, hey, this is it. There were times where I, like, I saw hard conversations happen, you know, with, with Carmen or yeah. like they would talk through hard things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they didn't, you know, they they were very like respectful and but they didn't shy away yeah. from hard things. And, and so I cool. I was just I felt like I just was a fly on the wall and just observed and just soaked in so much yeah. from their
0: family. That's so sweet. I love that. Um, loving others calls for us stepping out of our comfort zone and making someone else more important than ourselves. I love that. I mean, we I think about Carmen, like she didn't have to come talk to you. No. She didn't have to invite you along. She had plenty it, of friends. <laughs> I think about my Grammy, like she didn't have to open her home. I mean, it's so easy to go home after church on Sunday and want to yeah. take a nap or just like, I just want to eat and lay down and, and take it easy. But she opened up her home. And so I think that that idea of stepping out of our comfort zone to invite someone in to what to our lives is right. so powerful.
1: Yeah, you know, Philippians 2, 3 says to do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Yeah. And that's what when we're inviting people in, mm-hmm. we're counting them more. Like we're saying, hey, come on into the mess. Yeah. Come on, like bring your mess too. Yep. Bring it in, and so we would just encourage you guys that are listening. Who is someone that you can love today? Who is someone that you can just invite into your <laughs> invite them to your mess, right. invite them over for lunch, invite them over, you know, go have coffee with them, hear their story, talk about their life, and um, you will be amazed the things that they can learn from you and that you can learn from them when we just just bring them alongside. Mm-hmm. And so, as we close out today's episode, friends, remember um, that we, as we pursue strengthening our relationship with the Lord, um, our relationship with ourselves, and our relationship with others, we do we do all this not so that God will love us more, right. but because He loves us. Right. Um, and so, whether you need to choose in, you need to choose to to lean in to, to when Jesus tells you, um, maybe you need to listen for that for when Jesus is saying, "Little girl, little boy, arise." You know, yeah. listen listen for when He's calling for you. Um, maybe you need to jump into a connect group this week. Um, or maybe you just need to seek to love someone well today. Do it out of the overflow of what Christ has done for you and not so that Christ will love you. Christ loves you just as you are. That's right. You guys have a great week and stay connected.